This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? Topic number three with Jonathan Twomley. We're going to do what we did on the residential side and talk about taxes and other changes that might happen at the government level that could either goose or hurt uh, the multifamily space. So how are you doing this morning, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Michael. This is an interesting topic, I think. So yeah, probably what, what I'm going to say will surprise people a little bit. Yeah. So one of the first things, so actually, you know what, let's talk about 1031 and stepped up basis first. Cause I, I already got a preview. Those are, those surprised me. So let's get those on record. And then I want to talk about what happened in the eighties uh, for this third part of this, because uh, that hurt uh, multifamily uh, in the eighties. And we'll talk about those changes, but what do you think about stepped up basis in 1031, just totally decimating multifamily, like people keep telling me. Well, so yeah, I mean, listen, this, this is, threatened. Uh, I, I'm not honestly um, really concerned about 1031 going away because 1031 gets threatened. It's been around for 70 years and I think every five years they say that yeah. and they don't. Uh, and the, the industry is and it's because it's the industry is so dependent on it that uh, I, I think it's very difficult to get rid of it. I mean, decisions have been made for years. Mm-hmm on the assumption that 1031 is going to be available. Uh, if they were to get rid of it, I am certain, and I, I think that the, the chances that they get rid of it are low, but if they get rid of it, I would be just beside myself with shock if it were not phased out okay. over a long period of time, right? So, so, so they would um, say something like, in 10 years, this will be gone or four years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like maybe it would be over a period of five, you know, if you sell it, now you know you get 100 percent next year 80 next okay year, okay got it you know, all right or, or maybe even a longer period of time 10 years like 90 and yeah. eventually it goes away okay um to give the market the chance to to adjust i i would find it shocking that they'd be like okay it's gone yeah gone you know. Tip, zero uh, but let's just say that that did happen okay, okay? It, if it did happen i think it would really cause uh, you know in the last section we were talking about the lack of liquidity in the market because of the difficulty of finding replacement properties. Uh, you know, what else are you going to invest in? Even uh-huh. if you're not going to do a 1031, you're just, just going to pay the tax and just invest what's left. What are you going to buy? I think if 1031 were to go away, it would cause a lot of sellers to just hold on to their property. Exactly. Because they would, because they would not, they literally could not afford to sell. Right. No, you're and, absolutely right. You'd appreciate yeah. that thing to zero. Yeah, you're like, I this I'm gonna die with this thing. Yeah, and I mean, it, it it's not you know just appreciating it to zero is not in and of itself such a great problem. I mean, if you've been judicious about it, right, and it's you've held it for a long time, you've had a lot of capital gains. Like you can you can absorb that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you've gone and refinanced it though, oh yeah, multiple times, and you have, and basically when you sell, you're going to have almost 
like zero cash coming to you yep. because you've already taken the cash out and you, now you've got to pay the tax. Exactly. It's all going to come exactly. out of your pocket. Like those are the people who are really You're right. going to get hurt by, by 1031 going away. Right. Mm. And so uh, that, that's where I, where I see the impact. But I do, I do think like if you, I don't know, I mean, if, like if you've done accelerated depreciation on your asset, you've depreciated like really quickly and now, and you've got, and you're selling it in five years and now you've got to, you've got to refi it, you know, or you got to pay back the loan. And when you sell, I mean, there's a lot of people who are going to wind up in a situation where they don't have the cash to pay the tax. And oh yeah, for sure. Because of that, the incentive to sell is going to drop, which means that. <laughs> yeah. The incentive to sell is zero. I mean, they, they can't, yeah. they literally can't sell. For those people, yeah, for, and then for everybody else, then they will adjust in the reality, right? Whereas they won't, you know. I mean, it'll hurt this cost segregation folks a lot, right? Mm -hmm. um, it'll it'll cause changes to the industry, uh, but long, like in the long term, it could be actually good to get rid of it because oh. I think it does. I think because I think it distorts the market. To be honest with you. Really? It so tell me what you mean price. by that. Oh, raises prices. Distort meaning it raise raises, prices. Yeah, it's it's government interference with the market, right? Interesting. It, it, it causes, it it makes it cheaper to buy property. So therefore, sure does. Yep, trade up. The, yep. The, the price goes up. And so you have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Like, what is the purpose of this? And the purpose of 1031 originally, as I understand it, was... Um, to encourage, basically, it's sort of like the the depreciation deduction is mm -hmm. meant to encourage people to invest in their properties, right? Correct. Not just run them to the ground, right? Mm -hmm. But then you wind up with this huge tax problem on the back end when you mm -hmm. fully, you know, because of depreciation. Ten thirty one then helps you solve that problem, right. right? But you have to ask yourself, like, why do we have either one of these things? Why do we have a depreciation deduction? You know why? Why do? Why don't we just say, you know, maintenance is tax deductible as an operating expense, right? That would probably make a lot more sense than having depreciation, having like going through this this fiction of like your property is disappearing, yeah, one turning to dust. It's right over. You know, it, over every single year, one twenty-seven point fifth. Of your property is, has become useless, yeah. Right, and after thirty, after twenty-seven point five years, you have it's worthless. Right. This is, this is just an accounting fiction, and I think this is a market distortion. Well, let the me ask you this. Get, let me because that was where I mean, what I, one of the things we talked about in the residential side is if if the government, right, whoever they are, if they yeah. wanted to get punitive, like they kind of did in the eighties when they had that. Um, uh, when I think it was Reagan, you know, kind of changed the tax codes. Yeah, they got rid of the tax shelters. Right? Yeah, he. I mean, they just changed the game, and, it, and and suddenly lawyers, dentists, and doctors had a bunch of real estate that was overpriced, and and they yeah. sold at losses. I'm like, well, if they want to come after landlords, right? Which I'm not saying they are. I said if they want to, they could come in and just say, you know what, depreciation gone, can't use it anymore. Yeah. Or do you think I mean, that what would happen I there? I, well, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, they they. I think it was easier for them to eliminate the tax shelters because it was a very sort of small yeah, it was a number of, of wealthy people who 
were just taking advantage of something that wasn't available to everybody else, mm -hmm. right? Sure. So they were allowed to like deduct depreciation losses against their regular ordinary income, income, yeah, right. And so, you know, the government was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and and that was also in the context of like big tax cuts. Sure. And they needed to make up some of the revenue, right? Yep, so they're like, we'll go after this juicy thing that only a few people can. Yeah, only the one percent have. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. And they're getting big tax cuts anyway, right? But it kind of like really hurt a few, hurt people who were like already invested in those deals. Mm -hmm. I don't think they could get rid of depreciation because that affects every single real estate investor out there, right? The, the small guys, the big guys, and the industry is so dependent on it, mm. you know, unless they were to do what I think they should do is like, as part, it, as part of like a wholesale reform of the way that these assets are taxed, mm -hmm. you know, like, encourage people to spend on their property by making CapEx de deductible as an operating expense right? in the year that you spend the money. Yeah, kind of kind of what they do with income and expenses in a business, right? If you spent the money, it's it's an expense when you spend it. You know? right. I mean, even in businesses too, it's, you still have the same the CapEx. It is yeah. a CapEx, it's an OpEx. And OpEx, you have to yeah. Right. But what, like why? Like why why do that? Like mm -hmm. I, I think yeah. just let, if you want to encourage people to, spend uh, to maintain their property let them enjoy the benefit of that in the year that they spend yeah money. the year they did it year one and then if, and then one and done right and then yeah. you're not like, one and done yep then you're not dealing with this like these accumulated yeah you know, uh, you know seven years for this 12 years for that yeah yeah and then like just let them you know just make it simple let them deduct it from their taxes in the year that it's spent and if and if they have a loss they can take it they can take the loss Right. And none of this, like you're a real estate uh, professional, professional and yeah. yeah, all this kind of stuff. Like the problem with the, the tax shelters before that was all a fiction. It was all based on depreciation. It was. So there's yes. no actual, there was no actual losses that they weren't spending any money. Oh yeah. It was cash. The yep. they, were just, they were just getting this big, this big benefit, mm -hmm. right. Or for nothing, right. There was no pain. There was no sacrifice involved in it. It was just a freebie. And that's mm -hmm. why I think it was easy to get rid of, you know, but now there would be real pain if you get rid of it. But I think, okay. I think they should get rid of it, but I think that they should replace it with something better, mm. which would be expense it now, deduct it now. If you can't yeah. use the losses, you know, carry over till next year or whatever. And th but that, that's it. Then like, and no, none of this crazy depreciation stuff, none of this, uh, you know, 1031s. Awesome. No, look, honestly, what would happen in that situation would be that the price of real estate would fall. Right, because the price of real estate is currently inflated by those things. Right, so so yeah, yeah. that's what, that's where I was going with this. Is if they did something like this, it would it would hurt values. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. In the short one, in the short one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The basis would, would drop. Right, there would be a period of adjustment. Yeah, and then yeah. the market would adjust to the new reality. Yeah. Right, so yeah, there would be some pain in the short term for sure. Sure, but there would then the market would adjust and it would go on as if nothing had ever happened. Yeah, right. That's fair. So you know, it's it's all you know, it's it's all accounting fictions, and it's. <laughs> I, I love I, it. I think it. I think it, it. You know, people are. I think people have a funny way of looking at, like, the government government interfering in the market. Mm. Whereas, like, if government interferes in the market, but it benefits me, then it's not interference. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> right, and so, and then, and government taking away. Like, and so people are like, the government shouldn't interfere in the market. 
but the, if they get rid of something that benefits me, then it's like interfering in the market. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're removing the interference, you know, like they're taking yeah. away the, the government involvement in the distortion. Yeah. But they, you know, anyway, people Anyways. are obviously- Well, one more, on, one more on this uh, tax potential changes. Just curious, what do you think about if they got rid of the stepped up basis, what that might do uh, to, to big real estate properties? I mean, it's all connected with 1031 and the depreciation in the first place, right? So I think they'd have to get rid of all of it at the same time and replace it with something else. Mm. But that's, you know, I don't think, I don't think now also backing up a step too. Sure. Like I don't, we didn't talk about capital gains tax oh. yet, but I, we should bring that into the, let's talk okay. about that. So 1031 is something that only applies to real estate, right? Correct. So real estate right now has, a competitive advantage over other asset classes because you have 1031 because you have the depreciation deduction and you have 1031 that that mm-hmm. sort of unfairly disadvantages real estate over other assets okay right capital gains and stepped up basis though are things that apply broadly to lots of stuff right, right? so if you change them it's not really going to affect real estate disproportionately it's not, yeah. It, yeah it's affecting everything so it's okay. not making it's not putting real estate at a disadvantage Right. It's just, it's just, it's making it worse, right. For certain people who used to be able to take advantage of those tax breaks. Yeah. So if but you were heavy real estate, it would hurt you disproportionately, for example. Well, getting rid of 1031 would, but I mean, like if you were, but for like capital gains and step, I mean, got it. it's like, if you're, if your choice is between investing in the stock market or investing in real estate, stepped up basis helps you and capital gains and stepped up basis affect you. Equally. equally right okay. for those assets. they don't they don't favor one or over the other got it right like depreciation in 1031 like really favor real estate but the other ones in and of themselves don't it's just got it. you know investment assets are subject to one tax re- regime and others are not and step the huh. basis applies to all your assets i like right? that so it doesn't you know so that that i mean it'll make people mad yeah mean that of course pay more tax, right like, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't i don't think that those like i don't think that if they get rid of stepped up basis, that's really going to affect the real estate market. Okay. Also, because nobody really wants to die, right? Yes, I mean, nobody, yeah. <laughs> totally like that ending. People are not making investment decisions. I mean, I was like jokingly when I talk about the tax advantages of real estate, it was include death as a benefit. Like, yeah. oh, you know, because yeah. I think it's funny to say it and it's true, <laughs> but nobody really, like that's not the benefit that people really yeah, are. That's the, that's, I don't want that benefit. Yeah, that's actually. I'm really looking forward to dying so that my kids can get stepped up basis, right? That's not... <laughs> It's not how people are thinking. Yeah, so, no. um, so it's, funny. you know, and look, and, and in terms of, and to the extent that uh, the market is also driven by, say, uh, you know, institutional investment, mm-hmm. they don't, nobody's ever dying. They don't get stepped up basis, right? Got so it. that's not affecting that part of the market. So to the extent that like, th- that big institutional players are helping to set the price in the market for assets, that's not driving it. Okay. So, I, so I don't think I don't think that stepped up basis is really drive the driver of anything. And I don't wow. think the capital gains either. Like the capital gains tax rate. Like, so if, if it goes up by five percent, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave the money in the bank? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> right? is that is that, is that is really that the option? Yeah, exactly. Like, going to go to twenty five percent from twenty or whatever the tax rate is. Like, I'm then I'm just keeping my money in the bank at zero percent. I'm going to stay in cash. Yeah. I'm gonna pay in cash because I'm not gonna pay the government that extra five percent. Damn it! That's a hilarious you know? way to think about it. Thank you. So, That's awesome. it's it's not it's not gonna 
like I said, people pay more tax, they'll be upset about it. But it's not going to. But they just move forward. Them. Yeah, they they whine for a little bit and then they just move forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh, this yeah. is awesome. Oh man, Jonathan, this has been a great week, man. Uh, again, go back to episode one. We got some good news on employment. We're going to call the trend broken. We're going down now. Uh, we talked about lenders. Really surprised they're at ninety three in multifamily. I, I've got to I've got to sit back and digest that because that that scares me a little bit. And then I Steph- they, could, they could stay at ninety three for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Mean, oh, it could yeah. be years. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean it's gonna like it's about to drop off a cliff. No, not I mean, at all. The market could be irrational probably, a lot longer than I can be liquid. Yeah, and then with the, and with the market improving, frankly, with the economy getting better, you could mm-hmm. just see this this long, yeah, you know, bull market in real estate just continuing and continuing. Right? Doesn't yeah. mean you're gonna find assets that that are, you know, like attractive, attractively priced. But you know, it's it's essentially been transformed into a speculation you know gain a, a, an, an appreciation market you know yep. multifamily used to be a cash flow market now it's appreciation now it's an appreciation market oh that's uh, a little so, scary okay which is risky yeah yeah, more yeah. Risk. very cool man well i look forward to talking next week thank you so much absolutely michael take care yep